This October, Overwatch 2 arrives. I'm going to give you a rundown on what to expect from the new free-to-play, team-based shooter game. There are a ton of epic heroes to play, each with their own unique abilities, personalities, and roles. Charge into battle as a guerrilla scientist, take aim as a cybernetic super soldier, or heal up your team as a rollerblading DJ. No matter what mode you play, work together to get that dub. Overwatch 2, free to play October 4th. On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Monday, November 8th, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith. Uh, Jimmy Murphy, and we'll have Andrew McGinnis momentarily as well. The full crew on tap today for this Monday edition of the show, even though it's only a short card, only a three-game NHL card taking place here uh, on this uh, Monday. So we'll get to that in just a second. Um, But I do want to mention something before we uh, get into Monday's games. It's because we haven't had Alex this weekend uh, on the show, so I wanted to mention this and talk about it a little, get his thoughts on it, because we haven't heard them yet on the show, what he thought of this. But obviously Chicago... Uh, over the weekend, makes the coaching change. Jeremy Colleton fired along with his staff. Derek King promoted from the AHL affiliate uh, to take over. And sure enough, one game into the Derek King era, uh, and it starts off on the good foot for the Chicago Blackhawks. A 2-1 to one overtime win uh, against the uh, Nashville Predators uh, last night. And maybe one of the better defensive games I've seen out of the Blackhawks. And there haven't been too many. Uh, that I've seen all year was what I saw from them last night in that victory against Nashville. So maybe a sign that the Blackhawks maybe go on a little bit of a spurt here uh, now with the coaching change. Uh, Alex, what were your thoughts on what took place with those Blackhawks over the weekend? Yeah, well, that last game with Carlton as the coach was just absolutely dismal. I mean, the Hawks were, were lifeless. They only had 18 shots on goal. Uh, never stood a, a chance at all against this uh, Winnipeg team that, you know, we've seen them have some lapses defensively. And so it was just, you know, the writing was on the wall there at this point. You know, it's, it's time for him to go. I was shocked to kind of see that he was getting the boot and that, you know, Kyle Davidson would, you know, that's kind of his first big move now is as the interim GM. Uh, so now, like I said, it's going to be Derek King who comes up from Rockford. He's going to be the coach for the rest of the season. Uh, whoever they find, obviously, will be during the offseason because more than likely they're going to be finding another GM as well. So it will be a full clearing of house at that point. But uh, obviously like to see, you know, the win coming out, you know, for Derek King, his, his first uh, game. Last night, the two-one game against Nashville in overtime, and like you said the defense is going to be, uh, you know, the thing we look at moving forward. Although I would like to see this offense pick up, we know the kind of talent they have with those top four lines when they're healthy. Uh, so obviously, yes, play play more mindful defensively, but at some point the offense still has to get rolling. You can't, you know, win a whole bunch of games uh, with this unit only scoring two or three goals. They need to get uh, goals in bunches moving forward. But I like what I saw so far, at least on the back end, uh, with King running things. So 
Uh, remains to see what would happen. I actually liked, I had a talk yesterday, first period money line, it ended up being a push, uh, but that was because of just like we said, the defense. Uh, you know, both teams did have chances, but they weren't really trying to let, you know, things get out of control and slowing the puck down. So that's something to keep an eye on as well as first period overs, even though the Hawks are higher up in that chart. We might start seeing those taking a, a climb and might have to start looking at unders potentially uh, if they're a bit more defensive-minded moving forward. All right, definitely. Uh, there's going to be keep an eye on that Blackhawks team. We'll see if uh, last night was an anomaly or if it was a sign of maybe them going on a little bit of a run here now after the uh, coaching change. All right, let's go to Monday's games. We'll start with Florida and the New York Rangers to get it rolling here. We've got uh, the Rangers. Uh, pretty Actually, it's pretty much even money here, both sides, minus 110, five and a half the total. Uh, in this game, uh, the Florida Panthers handing the Carolina Hurricanes their first loss of the season Saturday night, five to two victory uh, in that game uh, over uh, the Hurricanes. Uh, part of a best bet sweep for me over the weekend here on the show. We got a best bet winners all weekend long uh, on the Ice Guys show. The Friday best bet uh, was a winner. Uh, the Saturday best bet was Florida Carolina over. The Sunday best bet was Chicago for me yesterday. So very, very good with the best bets over the weekend. Good to see those getting on a bit of a roll uh, now for me uh, the last few days on the show. Um, we'll see if Florida can uh, keep it rolling here. That was an impressive win against a obviously an unblemished Carolina team. Uh, they jumped on in, uh, Carolina in the first period, probably one of the worst periods Freddie Anderson's played uh, in net for the uh, Hurricanes this year. But nevertheless, Florida was very sharp from the onset of that game, and they win 5-2. And keep in mind, going into that game, they had Sam Bennett out. And now it looks like there's a good chance that our Alexander Barkov may miss this game uh, due to a, a lower body injury as well. And he also missed that game as well against Carolina. So makes makes that win even more impressive for the Panthers, but it also shows you the depth they have this year compared to past years. They can survive no Sam Bennett and no Barkov and still beat a quality team like Carolina. I'm not going to be one of those people that knee jerk bets the Rangers here because of Florida's injuries. I mean, you look at the Rangers, they're not in a bet on spot necessarily. They're off a long road trip that didn't end well. Blew a lead to Vancouver, lost to Edmonton, and blew that lead. And the Connor McDavid show took over uh, in the third period. And then they got smacked by Calgary in the worst game this year by far for Igor Shesterkin, who had looked pretty sharp in net before that. So, And now they're just back on a Monday after finishing the road trip in Calgary Saturday. Barely 48 hours of downtime. And you got to play at home here. Tough spot for the New York Rangers. And this is the same spot I faded Buffalo in on Saturday. When they played Detroit, I said there was less than 48 hours between the Thursday game in Seattle and them getting back home and playing Detroit Saturday night in Buffalo. I said that's a terrible turnaround time for the Sabres. And sure enough, they lost to Detroit Saturday night. So Rangers are kind of in that same boat here. I haven't bet it yet. I'm going to wait, see if the line moves a little further on New York, but it's Florida pass for me, this number. Uh, what do you want here, or what do you think here, Alex, with uh, Florida and the Rangers? Yeah, I mean, like I said, if, I, I wish that the Rangers were in better form in this spot to try to, you know, maybe catch a, a bit of a banged-up Florida team, but I just can't back them right now the way they've been giving up goals and bunches. If anything, I might would might be possibly look at getting the first period over here, which is something that obviously hasn't cashed in much with the New York Rangers, just 2 of 10 on the season. But, uh, you know, even with Florida, the pace that they have, uh, and, and obviously you're going to have that next man up mentality with some of those forwards being missing. We could see some scoring back and forth early in, in this game and then things kind of slow down a bit. So that would just be a lean for me, but I don't want anything to do with a side or, or a total here with a banged up Florida and, and a, a Rangers team that's just not in good form. 
Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, looks like Jimmy Murphy, we got him uh, with okay. us here. He's been uh, bouncing in and out here behind the scenes. If you're watching on YouTube, you know what I'm talking about. But if you're listening on the podcast, yeah. But we got him now, Jimmy. And thanks to Jimmy again for joining us on Saturday. We had a great uh, yeah. Saturday show this uh, past weekend. Jimmy, what do you like here, Panthers, Rangers? Yeah, this is a, it's a interesting game. I mean, two great teams right now uh, playing some good hockey overall this season. Uh, but I'm going to lean with the Florida Panthers here on the money line. You, you're getting some good value, obviously, pretty much even there. Uh, and, and just, you know, the old – the Rangers are back from the long road trip. Might be a little slow to get going. You can't be that way against the Florida Panthers with the offense they have. They could jump a good point by Alex there, maybe get off to a really good start in the first period and not look back. So give me the uh, Florida Panthers on the side. All right, like in Florida here on the money line. Uh, yeah, my, my NHL season's turned around the last week, week and a half. It's been a much better week, week and a half. It was a slow start. I mean, no no sugarcoating it. First few weeks were up and down. I mean, it seems like every, for the first like two, three weeks solid, it was one up day, one down day, one up day, one down day. And uh, for the last week, week and a half, I've gotten into a flow, gotten into a rhythm, put together a bunch of winning nights in a row. So it's been much better, and uh, obviously the best bets have been good. So I'm starting to like the way things are turning for me in the NHL after the uh, slow start, which has been good to see. Uh, Andrew McGinnis, we welcome him back. Haven't seen him since uh, last week. Good to have Andrew back. What do you think, Andrew, here? Panthers, Rangers. Yeah, guys, good to be back here with you. And just to address, yeah, the comment there in live YouTube, um, so I'm pretty much very similar to Ian. You know, it was a battle for just like scraping by. A good day for me at the start of the NHL season was like plus one unit or half a unit, you know, and now – uh, a couple of good days in a row last week. Last week was definitely a good day to keep rolling. But uh, yeah, looking at this game, guys, I think that people are kind of pulling the old, is that a fishy line? No, I don't think it's a fishy line. I, I think it's, I'll, I'll take it there with the Florida Panthers. I'm on the Panthers road fa uh, road favorites here. Uh, we got a team in New York that is off that road trip theory, you know, and we always said, and we mentioned it last week on the podcast that, Maybe it's not a theory to use unless the team is off a successful road trip. But I, I don't think in this scenario, you know, I think that uh, New York is better than the way they played, but Florida isn't the team to get right against on one day's rest. So uh, give me a short price here. And, and also um, Florida, you know, having that great game over the weekend, I think this team's going to keep rolling. And I don't think that, uh, that the Rangers are a team to stop them. And just to, uh, touch on what Alex was saying about the first period. It's pretty impressive how both the Rangers and the Islanders, the two New York teams, first period under streaks have been crazy for them. But I think that might turn around. I agree with his play there on the first period over because I, I think we'll see some sloppiness from the Rangers. And we still have so much talent. Uh, it's the same thing in hockey as other sports, but it, it, people don't really take it as serious because there's some, there's four lines. But, I mean, look what happened in the NFL over the weekend. Uh, Aaron Rodgers doesn't play line moves to plus seven games, an absolute shit show and, and the Packers cover. I mean, it doesn't mean that all of a sudden that one player out for the Florida Panthers, they're just a whole different team. The reason why they're so successful is because they have a, you know, real, real good amount of depth. And I'll keep saying this guys about the Panthers. I love how they literally have like almost a 50, 50 shared goaltending because it, it's going to help them come the end of the year. Yeah, it will. It'll be uh, Spencer Knight, by the way, because Bobrovsky's still injured. So we're not going to see Bobrovsky tonight or maybe anytime soon still. He's uh, uh, still out with the uh, injury that he's dealing with. So it's going to be uh, Spencer Knight uh, once again for the uh, Florida uh, Panthers uh, in net. And that's why it's good to have this kid. You know, if some, And that's unfortunate for Bobrovsky. Now, it's not a major injury. He's only day-to-day, -day, but uh, still, the way he had started the year, he had played very well for Bobrovsky. But uh, uh, that's why you got Spencer Knight, a very capable uh, guy 
uh, clear and obviously the future of the goaltending position here for the Florida Panthers. Uh, Buffalo and Washington. We've got Washington minus 250 home favorites, five and a half the total here uh, in this one. Uh, Buffalo Sabres uh, starting to play like we kind of thought they would uh, coming into the year. Slowly but surely, the Sabres remembering they're the Sabres. Uh, four straight <laughs> losses uh, in their last four games to L.A., to San Jose, to Seattle. At the end of that road trip, they lost the last three games of it. And then they come back home, and I took Detroit against Buffalo Saturday night, and the Red Wings won 4-3. I said, it's a terrible spot. Are you kidding me? Seattle on a Thursday night at the end of that West Coast swing, and then you're playing not even 48 hours later on Saturday night in Buffalo, and you're going to be even money uh, against a hard-trying Detroit team. And I, I took the Red Wings there and uh, paid off there in that one. Uh, I'm not rushing to back Buffalo right now. Again, four straight losses. And for Washington, they're definitely struggling too. They've lost three in a row. But you match up the four losses Buffalo has had, L.A., San Jose, Seattle, and Detroit, to the three losses that Washington has had, Philly, Florida, and Tampa Bay. There's no comparison. Washington's losing to some really good hockey teams. Now that's the difference here. Buffalo isn't. Buffalo's losing to you know mediocre competition uh, during their little skid. It, it feels like this should be a spot for Washington to bounce uh, back strong, wake up, uh, and be able to have a really good performance again here on home ice. And you look at recent uh, series history. Uh, you know, last year these teams played a bunch, obviously because of the way the schedule was with the border being closed. And, and you look at the many of the games. There's Washington scoring four goals. Six goals, three, three, six, four, two. I think the bet I like here is the team total on Washington, over three and a half, uh, minus 110. You could go uh, a puck line if you want to. Certainly does have that feel of Washington, you know, after three losses, although to good competition, bouncing back against a struggling Sabres team. It does bother me, though, that uh, TJ Oshie's out because this team just hasn't been clicking since he's been out, to be honest. You can trace back the losing streak to when TJ Oshie suffered that foot injury. So it does concern me a bit, but I think this is a team, This is not the uh, time for Washington to uh, overlook a struggling Buffalo team after th- a couple of losses in a row. So I would lean to the puck line, but I think what I'll end up betting here is the team total for Washington uh, over three and a half here, uh, minus 110. And by the way, the Sabres, uh, Anderson and Tokarski have struggled in net, and they've given up uh, a grand total of 14 goals in their last three games combined to San Jose, Seattle, and Detroit. 14 goals in those games and four-plus goals in each game. So if we get four from Washington tonight, we're a winner with that team total. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Buffalo, Washington. Yeah, the only thing you could look at would be, like you mentioned, that team total over with the Caps. But I, I want nothing to do with either one of these teams, the form that they're playing, especially Buffalo. Uh, like I said, I think we're, we're finally seeing them regressing to that natural state where this is definitely looks like a spot where uh, Washington can bounce back. Because it's three losses in a row, but it gets much better competition than uh, what we've seen from Buffalo, even in, in the height of their playing in the first couple of weeks. So it's a pass for me altogether. And no doubt. And Victor Olofsson, he's missed four straight games. It's not a coincidence that oh, Buffalo's yeah. lost all four tonight. games. They miss Victor Olofsson's offense uh, and because they've got much less offensive depth than they've had in the past, uh, especially on the power play with how he, uh, how well he can move the puck and finish uh, around the net. Uh, and that's definitely been an impact injury here as well. And now Craig Anderson with the upper body injury that he's suffered. So probably we'll see Tokarski, even though it's not confirmed yet for Buffalo in net, but I think it's going to be him uh, in between the pipes tonight. Uh, Jimmy, Buffalo, Washington. Yeah, I get two plays on this, guys. I'm going to go with uh, the Caps in regulation. 
uh, get a little better value there. And then I'm also going to look at the over here, over five and a half. I, I think, you know, look, uh, no offense to Dustin Tokarski, but uh, you, you put the big, the big, great Alex Ovechkin against him. He's going to light him up, I feel like. And that could be a good big night for him as well. I know you can't get much value playing a goal prop for him, but uh, I could see him getting one or two tonight for sure. The, val the value ship has sailed for Alex Ovechkin anytime goal score props. I mean, minus 145 is just yeah. not the kind of price you typically see uh, on a goal score prop. But when you're Alex Ovechkin, everybody knows he's trying to hunt down Wayne Gretzky in the all-time goal scoring lead, and he's on a red-hot start to begin the year. You're not going to get bargains in a situation like that. Uh, Andrew, what are your thoughts here? Sabres and Caps. Yeah, if there's any back-checking props, just don't take them for those. But uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm just joking. But uh, look, in this game, I, I got to ask you guys before I, I get my picks in this game. I mean, which dog do you guys think is most live? I, I think it's kind of a chalky night and I know it's only a three game slate. But what about like, what do you guys think? Which dog is the most live uh, tonight out of the three of them? I know the first it's game is kind of a Rangers are a short one, but I don't like them. And then in this game, I don't I don't like Buffalo. And then I don't like the Kings off a couple off a couple you know, wins. Not, not to spoil my next thoughts, but what about you guys? Like, what do you guys think the most live dog? I could is? see LA still beating Toronto because sometimes yeah. as good mm -hmm. as Toronto, Toronto's playing great right now. Everybody's scoring. We'll get to this in a second. But mm -hmm. you know, this is sometimes that spot where Toronto off a couple of big wins against teams they were fired up to play, and now they right. play a Western Conference team. This is sometimes that spot where Toronto just, you know, goes through the motions and they spit the bit. I've seen it yeah. many a time the last I'd agree with that years. actually, yeah. yeah. What about you, Alex? I would, I would probably say Kings as well, too. That's just yeah. a high price, and and we know Toronto can can lay an egg. Like I said, it, these other matchups don't seem to be that great, but that one seems to be it's probably the more more interesting matchup on the third. So. Same Make thing, it three here, boys. Yeah. The hot yeah, tricks Kings, because you know what else? Let's uh let's look at this too. Jonathan Quick is getting a start for uh, the Kings in this, and he's facing off against his former pupil there. Uh, he's a big mentor to Jack Campbell. I, I, I don't. I think he would like nothing better than to uh, outclass the kid he taught and uh, helped out along the way. So it uh, could be a cool little side story to watch there. Yeah, definitely. I feel like yeah, that we'll was, get to uh, that in a sec, that game. But that uh, was yeah, like go the quiz, Ian, TSN, the panel, <laughs> going around my question of the day, which is the yeah. most live dog. But, uh, you know, I think that uh, – the Capitals that have a lot of really good teams, we all know. I think they're a team that they they don't really have letdown spots against crappy teams. I, I'm not that I really remember. I mean, every now and then they do, but especially off a few weak performances on their part as well. Um, just some pretty good teams. Uh, that being said, I think like Jimmy said, I mean, watch out for this talent uh, against Takarski. I mean, um, I think it's going to be a huge one here for the Washington Capitals. I like that team total that Ian mentioned. I think this is a good example of a team total game. Who knows what Buffalo is going to give you. Let's just worry about Washington scoring us some goals. Um, but I think it just sets up for a good spot. I'm not saying every time these two teams played, I would just bet on Washington. But, you know, off a couple losses, like Ian said, to good teams versus how Buffalo is just coming down to back to earth again. And uh, it's been so funny, guys, like following some of these like power rankings for uh, – like the advanced stats and stuff like that, seeing some teams just like fall off. Like it's hilarious to me, like Seattle, for example, they're like number two in a lot of like advanced expected goal stats. And like, I just can't wait until the next two or three weeks to see them slip down those leaderboards. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to see, you know, Buffalo just continue to regress and uh, teams like the Capitals and spots like this will take advantage of them. But I, I definitely wouldn't recommend someone, you know, lining up to the sports book window and betting that minus 200 something. I think the team total is a good spot for it. 
Yeah, the over uh, three and a half, and it's only minus one ten to minus one twenty. You know, at most places as well. So that's another thing. You, you keep the uh, obviously you don't have to lay the money line price, and uh, you, then you don't have to worry about if the uh, Sabers uh, contribute mm-hmm. to the scoreboard uh, or not going into this game as well. So uh, there's definitely a few things to uh, look at here. Uh, I think in terms of yeah, Ovechkin's obviously been the guy. Ten goals. Uh, in 11 games this year uh, for Alex Ovechkin. He's been uh, terrific. I might throw in on the Daniel Sprong uh, goal scorer prop too, because this guy's had a ton of chances. Puck hasn't always gone in for him, but he's certainly generating enough offensively and he's plus 300. So that's my, uh, if you're not going to bet, if you're going to bet someone else on Washington besides Ovechkin, there you go. I gave you one right there. Daniel. What are the odds for him not to score Ian Ovechkin? Do you know? Uh, Well, obviously minus 145 uh, to score. So, uh, to not score would be plus one twenty five on the take back or thereabouts. So, yeah, yeah, around yeah. that, around that. I mean, that's it's an underdog to not score against the as Washington a Wilson. as a better. That's just tempting as it is. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't really want to cheer against the grade eight not to score, but I mean, as a better, it's hard to. And I'm the I'm the one that always says that I don't mind laying like minus one ten for McDavid to score or something like that. But we're getting into the minus one thirties and forties for a guy to score a goal in a sport that has three lines. Of you know, or four lines of three people. I mean, that's pretty insane, guys, to think that we can get plus money on a guy not to score a goal. I mean, the Capitals could still put four goals up tonight, and Ovi could not score. It wouldn't surprise yep. me. I mean, no, that's true. Maybe because you're playing Buffalo, it's going to open the day. And I'll give Tokarski credit for the longest time in that game against Seattle, which was his last start, uh, I think on Thursday last week. He kept the minute. I mean, he was shutting the door, but then the floodgates opened, and once they did. Uh, they didn't stop. So in that 5-2 Seattle win against uh, Buffalo, that was Tokarski's uh, most recent start. Uh, L.A. and Toronto, third and final game on this short Monday slate. Uh, we've got Toronto, minus 260 home favorites, five and a half the total, uh, shaded to the over here. Uh, two streaking teams, two surging teams coming into this game. Obviously, the Kings, uh, they have won four in a row. Although you look at those four wins, New Jersey, St. Louis, Buffalo, Montreal. I guess the only good win was St. Louis. Everybody else is struggling right now. Uh, but still, four wins in a row for the Kings. You can't take too much away from them. But Toronto, five in a row. And the last three, Vegas, Tampa Bay, Boston. So not only wins, but quality wins. This is a tough one for me because it feels like this is the ultimate spot that we've seen from the Leafs where sometimes after a couple of big wins against a mediocre opponent, they'll not play as well. They'll you know, just not be locked in for 60 minutes and find a way to lose. They've done this before, but I don't know if the Kings are going to be that team to take advantage of it for a multitude of reasons. One being they're banged up. You know, they got a lot of key guys out right now. Uh, Arvidsson, Walker and Doughty on the blue line uh, are also out for this team. Uh, you know, Velarde who's one of their up and coming young prospects on the center ice position is also out. So they've got some key injuries there a little bit L.A., and uh, it's Jack Campbell against his former team. And Jack Campbell, I believe, I- I'm either right. I'm, I'm, I know I'm not off by a lot when I say this, but Jack Campbell, I believe, is something like 12 and one or 13 and one as a starter at home for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, he has been almost unbeatable at Scotiabank Arena when he makes a start for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And the goaltending he is delivering right now. I mean, these last few games, the Tampa games, some of the saves he made in the third period, the Boston game, when Boston was really starting to press Boston made it four, two. And by the way, Boston will, they're, they're not playing today. They're playing another day, but they've got defensive issues right now, uh, that Bruins team. But when they made it four, two, they were coming after Toronto 
And Campbell had to make a couple of really big saves. And that's what he's been doing lately. Not just key saves, but really, really tough, difficult, high degree of difficulty saves. He's been doing that lately for the Leafs. And he's facing his former team. You know, you always have that incentive that, hey, first time you play your old team, you want to beat them. So, yeah, it's kind of a bet against spot for the Leafs. But it's kind of a spot where I could see certain players on this team, particularly Campbell, rising up because he's playing his former team. So it's a tricky game all around. I'm passing. I mean, I'm not on L.A., and I'm not obviously going to lay this kind of number with Toronto. And I've been on Toronto two in a row, but I'm just going to pass, stay away, and watch this game unfold uh, here tonight. Alex, what do you think here at Kings and Leafs? This is definitely a game worth uh, looking at with in-game wagers. And something I'll have circled will be uh, one of the first couple of times that uh, L.A. takes a penalty and the Leafs go on the power play. It's one of the worst penalty kills uh, in the league right now. L.A. had converted you know, at a 71% rate. So another thing to look at for a pregame bet would be we talked about Austin Matthews. You don't want to lay a, a price with him scoring a goal. What you can do better is if this is available at DraftKings. You can go over a half a point plus 140 for power play points with Austin Matthews. Uh, mm-hmm. I think their power play will be able to, to get some uh, get something going, and I think he'll be able to either get a goal or assist. So you're getting that at plus 140 uh, with the man advantage. So power play points over a half, Austin Matthews, plus 140. That's the only thing I like pregame. Everything else I'll be looking at when I'm Ooh. watching it in-game. That's good. I love That's those, good. Alex. Love those wagers. Yeah, it's good to get creative with wagers like that in a game like this where you're talking about, you know, you, you don't have to just, you know, puck line or money line a team like Toronto when they're minus 250. Look for props, look right. for other advantages with player props, and that one makes some sense because, right, the Kings penalty kill has struggled and the Leaf power play has started to click a little bit uh, their last few games. They've now scored a power play goal four straight games, and they had two power play goals Saturday night against the Boston Bruins, so... Leaf power play is coming to life, and they're moving that puck really well right now, and they're dangerous now, it seems, every power play they get uh, the last four games. they they For the longest time, they barely get into the zone with their power play, which is a head-scratcher with all the talent they have. Uh, but now they are, and they look like a dangerous power play unit again, this Leafs team. Jimmy, what do you think here, Kings-Leafs? Yeah, guys, you know what? I like the underness. I know it sounds crazy, but like I said, I, I have a feeling two goalies could step it up tonight. And you mentioned Campbell, how brilliant he's been at home. Man, he was great. I know it was a 5-2 game the other night, but anytime the Bruins seemed to gather any, any momentum and, and put a little pressure on, he was there to shut the door. He's looking great right now for the Leafs. And on the flip side, hey, give this Kings credit. I know they haven't beat the best teams all the time. You mentioned just St. Louis, but but still give them credit. They're, they're, they're playing some great hockey right now. So I could see this as a tight, low-scoring affair. I like the under here. And I think another one to put on would be uh, Mitch Marner to get a point. Uh, Mitch Marner is on fire right now. And I, I thought that was one of the better games I've seen him play in his career uh, against the Bruins on Saturday. He was. He's got some confidence again. And all it took was the one goal to break the slump. And he scored again the next game. And now, yeah, Mitch Marner is starting to feel a lot more confidence about his game. And you're seeing it. It's amazing how different you play on the ice when you got some confidence again yep. and he's starting to get it back again. And it's just that timing and that feel for the puck and the, all of that gets better when you start to see the puck go in for you. Any player in the NHL will tell you that. And we're seeing that now with Marner. Another thing I don't like about the Kings too, tonight, even though, you know, this is sometimes that those type of spots that the Leafs can fall victim to the Kings haven't won on the road and they haven't played particularly well on the road this year, either Owen four. So uh, they've got to try to overcome that here tonight uh, if they're going to beat this uh, surging uh, Toronto Maple Leafs team. Andrew, what do you think here, L.A. Toronto? Yeah, I'm pretty much on the same page as Jimmy. Uh, I kind of like the under for that reason as well. And I, I, 
same as him. I just kind of, I find myself feeling weird about talking about an under five and a half in a Leafs game. You know, uh, I've even been riding some overs to start the season with the Kings, but yeah, I think almost the fact that the Kings are feeling so good about themselves right now, uh, you mentioned they didn't beat talented teams or great teams. Uh, hate, hate to say it, hate to hear it. Cause I know Montreal was in that discussion you were mentioning. Uh <laughs> but the fact is well, they are what they are. We're one of the yeah. worst teams right now. Of course. I know. I know, I know. I'm no. just, I know, but uh, I, I like the under five and a half here. I think it's a huge angle with the two goaltenders, but I got to give credit when credit's due. You know, you guys know that I've kind of built a reputation of, of chirping the Leafs and joking around with them. But the fact of the matter is I've actually been pretty impressed with their defense in some key games here. Uh, I think they've actually been taking care of the puck in their own end. And we saw when they had kind of an iffy start and everybody thought, it, you know, everything was going to go crazy with their team. Um, it's because they were, you know, turning pucks over defensemen were getting caught pinching up. And one thing I've noticed more guys is that it's kind of like they're, they're pretty much telling the defensemen, Hey, just stop pinching up. Like we have so much talent up front. We don't need you. You know what I mean? We, we don't need you to contribute to our offense, you know? And I don't know if you guys have noticed that too, but it's just something I've, I noticed past couple games here for the Leafs where the offense just goes to work and, there's kind of more of a stay-at-home defenseman mindset than there used to be for them. And I feel like it's it's led to a lot less odd man rushes the other way, and which is great for the Leafs. But I will say this, and this is going to sound super cliche, but if the and if I always say this about the Leafs, they're guys that get paid half their salary. If they're not scoring, I don't I don't really know exactly every night who is. You know, throw in bunting, throw in this guy, but they they're there for what they're there for. I mean, McDavid scored that highlight real goal. What did he say after that game? He said, this is what I get paid to do, you know? And he wasn't, I don't even think he was being cocky. He's just like, this is my job, you know? And I think with the Maple Leaf players, this is when you want to ride them, you know, ride the Maple Leafs when the players that are supposed to score are scoring certain teams. You can, you can rely on like the Islanders to play a great defensive game. If some of their top guys aren't scoring, they're still going to win some hockey games. Last year, what the great thing about the Habs in the playoffs was nobody know who the hell, what the what their top line was. You know, one game, Corey Perry would score. The next game, uh, Nick Suzuki would score. And I feel like that's the good and bad thing with this Leafs team. But uh, I like the under, just like Jimmy. I think it's a good spot here for them. And I feel like they could grind out a low-scoring game. I wanted to mention, though, uh, quick little DraftKings plug here. I know you have something coming up for us, uh, Ian. But those prices are way better at DraftKings right now. Austin Matthews, I saw uh, our, our pal uh, Proline here in the chat um, saying minus 145 for Matthews anytime goal scorer. You can get him minus 110 at DraftKings uh, to score a goal tonight. Uh, and you can get a minus 120, uh, 125 price on Ovechkin to score tonight. So yep. pays to shop around, pays to have a good book. And uh, to piggyback off what, what Jimmy was saying about uh, Mitch Marner, one prop I started to get into these days, Jimmy, is just the assist prop because it gives you even better odds because with, mm-hmm. with players so talented like Marner, uh, you don't always get the best odds with just the, the point. But uh, I know he's scoring goals lately, but it's kind of cool that, you know, just get grab the assist and hope that he's either a primary or secondary assist on one of the goals is kind of pretty, pretty good for pretty even odds. Exactly. I, I'll, w- w- there's a DraftKings and uh, to be quite honest with you, it's not just because they're sponsors and they're with, with THPN and they're with the ice guys. DraftKings is a damn good sports book for NHL. It is. Yeah. I mean, the options there are, are really good. As Andrew just mentioned, you get a lot of better prices there. So it's not hyperbole. And by the way, if you like the under in this game, bet it at DraftKings because that's one of the few books that has six. 
with the total right now. Yeah. Uh, Sweet. Jimmy and I will lock in six. Well, they've so they've got go. some guys too, guys. I think, you know, when they signed that deal with the NHL, they they brought in some guys from the NHL offices that are working hand in hand with these guys at DraftKings. So they're going to, it's, they're going to make it as good as possible there and really give you as many options as they can. Do you think Jimmy, they're going to like start doing boosts when like in the arenas, I know the Washington capitals were, were like the first arena Yep. To have like kiosks. I've never, yeah, I've never been there, but yeah, I actually reported before the pandemic hit. It was like right before the Bruins were getting ready to launch that uh, in March 2020. But then there was the pause and then everything went haywire. So uh, I know that the Bruins are going to do that at some point here. They're just waiting for it to become legal in Massachusetts mm. to be able to do that. So it's been a uh, battle for your state, but once they get it, it's going to go well, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Jeremy Jacobs is a catalyst behind a lot of that. So what's the projection now? Do you know? Or it's too tough. To of how many rinks? No, no, no. For like legalization for you guys in mass. They keep saying it's going to happen all the time. It never does. Yeah. I don't know what the holdup is. Dragging man. their feet is what's happening. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. it's politicians being greedy. That's all it is. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what it was too, that there's just a little bit of exactly. So I can I can drive 10 minutes down the road and I'm, I'm at the Connecticut border where yeah. I live right. now. Really? And yeah. I can sit there on my phone and do bets on DraftKings. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do it in Massachusetts yet. Yeah. Well, hopefully that changes uh, for sure. It was funny because uh, no about that. When I was in Vegas for the first time, there was that. For me, I can only do DraftKings Daily Fantasy. That's yeah. what, like, like yeah, you always say, I Ian. Do. Yeah, and the Which funny thing is, in yeah. Vegas, I was in an Uber, and the guy told me, Jimmy, he drives to uh, uh, Arizona or something like that. He drives to a border to he play bets. Daily Fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, Yeah, I can bet on sports, but I can't do daily fantasy. I was like, dude, I can do daily fantasy, but I can't bet on sports. So it's kind of interesting the the laws everywhere you go, I guess. This yeah, guy drives exactly. like an hour every day. <laughs> yeah. It all depends on where you are. It, it is. Each state's different. And obviously in Canada, uh, you can only do daily fantasy for uh DraftKings. Uh that's it. You can't do the uh, but it, uh, that, that will change, I believe, at some point. It's just a question of uh, when, uh, not if at this point, but I want to say a special shout out and hello to Freddie from Sweden, who's in our chat here. So it's always great to see uh, viewers and listeners from uh, over in Europe. There's so many great hockey countries. We know the NHL is made up of Canadian and American teams and, you know, fans primarily from those two countries. But let's not forget, there are a ton of people in Europe that follow the NHL, that watch it every night, that love the NHL, that'll stay up till 3 a.m., 4 a.m. local time uh, to watch all the NHL games. Do you do that, Freddie? In uh, Sweden, you stay up late, uh, watch uh, the NHL. But uh, thanks for joining us here. Uh, and we definitely have a, like I say, uh, people love their NHL uh, across the pond as well uh, in Europe. And uh, Sweden, great hockey country. Like you're going to see yep. William Nylander and uh, Rasmus Sandin tonight uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, Two very good Swedish hockey players uh, playing for the Leafs tonight. I couldn't imagine what it would be like. I have a friend that just went to medical school in Ireland, and it's five hours ahead of me where I am, and he's he's watching you know Sunday night football, and it's I was like, dude, like don't you have like school tomorrow morning, like medical school? And he's like, (laughs) yeah, it's like three or four in the morning. I set an alarm like for UFC events. He has to get up at like four thirty in the morning just to watch the events. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, no doubt. Great stuff. Yeah. Someone asking in the chat. Yeah, this is work for us. This is our work for Andrew, for me, for, yeah. uh, for myself. Yeah. Uh, for yeah. Alex, for Andrew, for me, this is our work uh, doing this, doing shows, writing articles, betting games, week daily. And this Jimmy's is, putting uh, betting stuff into his articles now too, which I saw. Yep. yep. 
Yeah, yeah no doubt. Uh, that's, that's, where where, that's where it's at. You know, the content is king right now, and uh, you're seeing it across the uh, sports betting uh, landscape right now. Great segue talking about DraftKings because now's the time to talk about DraftKings. The NHL season is underway. DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. You can take out the on ice part, the greatest sport. There you go. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. It doesn't matter if it's a one-timer or a deflection. However they score and light the lamp, you win. If DraftKings isn't available in your state, don't worry. You can still play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net will net you a big win. With promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So download that DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up for an account. Take advantage of it and use the promo code THPN. All right, it is best bet time to wrap up the Monday uh, edition of the Ice Guys. Alex, we'll start with you. What do you got for best bet? I'm going to go with that Austin Matthews over a half point in power play points uh, tonight in that Kings-Leafs game. Like I said, I think this is going to be a spot where, uh, you know, especially looking in-game for that next-to-goal score, probably try to tie that in as well. But I think the Leafs, uh, if they get the job done, it's going to be on, resting on that power play, uh, taking advantage of a pretty bad penalty, king, uh, penalty kill system by L.A. So that's my best bet. There you go, Austin Matthews. Power play point for a uh, uh, player prop best bet for uh, Alex B. Smith on this Monday card. Jimmy Murphy, best bet. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go with that uh, prop on uh, Mitch Marner to get a point. And I'll, I'm also going to throw in that assist one as well, uh, as Andrew suggested. But give me that one to get a point. All right, there you go, Mitch Marner to collect a point tonight against the LA Kings. Best bet for Jimmy. Andrew, best bet. I'm going to go with the Florida Panthers. You know, I think people are thinking it's a fishy line and it's, it smells funny. We got some injuries and all that, but uh, I, I think, you know, one game rest after a, a pretty crappy ending to their road trip for the Rangers. I don't think this is the spot here where they say, Hey guys, let's get it together and bounce back against one of the best teams in the league. I just don't think it's the opportunity. They're going to be able to do it. Uh, and I think we're getting a real generous price here. So on the Panthers here on the money line for me, all right, Florida, minus 110 against the New York Rangers. Best bet for Andrew McGinnis. And my best bet's going to be Washington Capitals team total over three and a half, minus 110. Buffalo's given up four goals uh, now in three straight games to weaker offensive competition and competition in general than Washington. So I think Capitals get to four tonight. We'll go with that. Washington team total over three and a half, minus 110 for my best bet. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. We thank everybody for joining us. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live on YouTube seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and more. For Andrew McGinnis, Alex B. Smith, Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Monday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Tuesday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.